Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. It is, what, it's Tuesday when I'm recording this, and I just wanted to come on here and remind you to keep your hands on the pulse of your own affairs, like whatever you want to happen and whatever you, you know, you want to help manifest or you want to make sure it's it's going to stay in production and it stays productive always keep your hands on the pulse of that like you know i know i i believe in trusting people you know who can do certain jobs and who tell certain things and who you know who have even proven that they can keep their word but i i i have learned through experience that you know as humans we all flawed we all busy we all have different agendas. We all have uh, things going on or hangups that sometimes when somebody else, we put our burdens or our, you know, whatever we need done in somebody else's hands fully and we don't, you know, do some check-ins or, you know, have some eyes on it for ourselves. I'm just a strong believer that Nobody is going to handle your business like you can handle your business. Nobody's going to care, take the same level of care and passion and consideration for anything dealing with you than you. Like, yes, people can care about you. Yes, people can love you. But I just always think that nobody is going to do it like you will for yourself. And this goes for job business, professional business. This goes for your personal business and affair your finances there is a guy named bernie madoff all you got to do is google him and a lot of people know who he is i first heard about him by reading this uh book i think it was called eat love pray i read it uh about three or four years ago but it's this woman it's a beautiful book she was on oprah's uh, super soul sunday but she was in that, she was affected by that Bernie Madoff scandal. And he was like this financial advisor and he was a high ranking one. So a lot of people put their money in him and he was guaranteeing them a lot of money. A lot of people put their whole life savings in this man's control because that's what a financial advisor is supposed to do. This man was scheming and scamming and these people, thousands of people lost their money, like whole life savings type money it's crazy y'all google this man but what the lady was talking about in eat pray love is she was like she had already been getting inclinations of you know be more hands-on with affairs in your own life and throughout that book because it was really about her uh, her attachment to food and stuff like that but she talked about that incident briefly with the Bernie Madoff thing. And this what made me look him up years ago. And I was like, this is a real thing. <laughs> but um, she talked about how the same way how she was avoidant of looking at this area of her finances and having any type of control is the same way she ignored different areas in her uh, in, in other areas of her life. And I thought that was so powerful. But I've said this before, how we are in one scenario is how we are across the board, whether we realize it or not. Um, and it's been proven to me time and time again, Whitley, keep
keep your hands on the pulse of things that you want to happen. Yes, people are going to say they're going to do something. Some people do come through. But just always make sure you have your eyes on what's going on. You don't have to micromanage. But if you want something to happen, like, make sure it happens. Um, and I say this because it never fails. Like, I went to go get some. I think I told y'all <laughs> I went to go pick up some jewelry because it wasn't in my bag. I went shopping on Friday. And I was trying to get some jewelry because it was all like, I want to get 150% off. And so I had bought a few. And when I got home, none of it was in the bag with my clothes. So I called up there and I, I, I asked for the girl who was on my receipt. And it ended up being her who answered the phone. And I was like, well, I can't come back up there. I have somewhere to be. I'm going to come tomorrow. Will you be up there if you remember who I am? She was like, no, I won't be here till Monday. I said, well, is there a manager around you can leave my name with or let them know that I'll be coming so they can verify, like, because there's no way for them, like, yes, I have my receipt, but there's no way for them to verify that I really didn't get the jewelry, you know, but I'm telling you and I'm calling like 15 minutes after I left, so I'm not BSing y'all. So you check me out. And she was like, yeah, uh, my manager, uh, Victoria, will be here. And I was like, oh, okay, well, can you tell her now while I'm on the phone? And so I hear her talking. I'm thinking she's telling her in the background, right? Um, and she was like, yeah, she'll be here tomorrow or whatnot. I was like, oh, okay. I go up there Saturday. Victoria don't know who I am, what I'm talking about, like, she like, I would have had this stuff pulled for you. Megan didn't say anything. And I'm like, what? So I'm waiting like 30 minutes. They did pull the jewelry for me. She didn't give me a hard time but because she, she knew for me even asking her because she, I don't know what this woman looks like. When I walked up to the register, I was like, hey, is one of the managers Victoria here? And so she came from downstairs, you know, and she took care of me. And she was like, no, she didn't say anything yesterday. She was like, we would have had this pulled for you or tried to look for it yesterday. I was like, that's wild. I thought she was talking to you in the background when I was still on the phone. She was like, no, she didn't say anything. And then it was kind of frustrating for the manager, I can tell. And she was still nice about it, not because of me, but because she had to look up each item in the picture to try to go find it. And she was like, typically we would have this stuff pulled for you. So she thought I would be upset for having to wait. And I was just really grateful, you know. So I, I, I just think it added too. But that was another point of me saying, see, Whitley, it's good that you asked for a manager because I wasn't going to ask. I was just going to be like, okay, Megan, well, I'll just go up there and whatnot. And something told me, ask for somebody else who's actually going to be there so they can be able to verify. Just ask for a manager. Go that extra mile. to Just ask. So it was good that I could ask her for her by name so she know, yeah, she had to have really had called because ain't no way she know who I am, know to ask for me. And that let me know, handle your own business. She was like, she didn't say anything. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, we was whole on the phone. I heard her talking. That's so crazy. Um, and she told me she left the note and everything. I was like, wow, that's so crazy. She didn't say anything. But that's just a small <laughs> example of the many situations I've been in, even professionally, where, you know, I'm thinking somebody taking care of something and it just is not thoroughly done or not done at all and I'm looking like what like I thought we talked about this I thought we discussed this and it's just really taught me like Whitley like if you want something to happen I'm not saying don't trust people y'all I'm not saying like that whole mindset if you want something done do it yourself 
But what I am saying is there's a measure of, again, nobody's going to handle your business like you can. Nobody's going to care about what you care about like you do when it's regarding you. So the best thing you can do is. Okay, what's up, y'all? Sorry, y'all. It went off. A phone call came in if you're listening here on Spotify or the Anchor app. So this is the second half. But whatever I was saying is nobody's going to handle your business like you. That's that's just bottom line. And if you're listening to this, you can probably attest to that. You've probably been through something, even if it's something very small or it was something that really could have made an impact where you entrusted somebody with something or they said they was going to do something and then they didn't follow through or it wasn't as thorough as you thought it would be. And so I've just learned, you know, when you ask somebody to do something and you know it's really important to you that it happens or that it happens a certain way, just keep your eyes and ears to the street on it. Like there, you don't have to micromanage. You don't have to feel like you got to do everything by yourself and not ask for help but just keep your eyes and hands on the pulse is what I've learned so for example one of the courses that I teach I teach hip-hop at the university that I work at and I was offered this is the first summer they're trying to teach they're trying to for the four or five years I've been teaching there this is the first year they're trying to offer it during the summertime and so Usually when they create a new course, the course itself is not new, but offering during the summer is new. And some people like, you know, if if you've ever been to advising or if you've been in college, usually your advisors kind of introduce you to what they already know the courses are. I don't know if they ever get new pings of when new courses come up, but they kind of just kind of get a system together because they're advising so many students. So sometimes they don't really update what they tell students if a student is a freshman they're going to tell them this in this type of class if they're a sophomore they're going to tell them this in this type of class and then when they get a junior or senior and they're going for their main courses they're going to tell them very specific things you know and I have learned okay Whitley if you want a course to make that hasn't been made before email the advice, like promote yourself. <laughs> and that's what I've done when I first started teaching hip hop because I noticed my class was one of the first classes that was open to the entire university through the dance department. Usually all of our dance courses were only for dance majors and minors. And so hip hop and social dance were the first two classes offered to the entire university, but also they didn't require dance majors and minors to take them which meant like if people didn't know about my class outside of the department because we had been closed off for so long like my class just wouldn't have gotten any students in my first year that was some of the case like my very first semester i had the cutoff which was 10 students i think i had 12 in that class and luckily all of them was like mostly dance majors except like one student but a lot of those students knew me personally because my first year of teaching there, I had just graduated two years before. So some of the students in there were like seniors that knew me from, <laughs> from we were students together basically, but they were like freshmen. So it was just this weird place. But then in the next semester, uh, we have this program on our campus that houses 
high school students and gives them a college experience. They're called um, like a technology, a TAMS program, math and science program. And so my next two semesters, I had an influx of those students. Like they created majority of the class and my class will go to max capacity. And what happened is because I emailed their advisors and I said, hey, there's this course that I'm offering. It's a one hour credit course. They can come and have fun. There's no homework requirement. And so when I would ask the students, how did you hear about this? They was like, our advisor told us about it. And I was like, okay, that's the cheat code. Because for some reason in the dance department too, I don't know that my, cla my class was even getting promoted to the students because sometimes other genres are prioritized. And so now that this course has been on the radar now, now I don't have to really promote this class at all. It always meets capacity. Like now it's in the rotation of the system, but this is the first time we're offering it during the summertime. So I was like, let me create a, a simple flyer and send this announcement out to all the advisors on the entire campus. And it's tedious. <laughs> so like what I did is I went to our uh, university website. I typed in all college advisors and a list came up of all the colleges and schools on my campus and I copied and pasted every single advisor. <laughs> and then I wrote my email, hey, got a new course offering during the summertime. They needed a one hour elective, no homework, no dance experience needed. And I already got like three advisors to email me back. Oh, this is a great opportunity. I'll be sure to share this with my students. And, how, and, they've, and the thing is, they've already, some students have already went through advise, advising. Um, so if they don't already have it chosen, then we just miss out. But I was like, I really only need 10 for the class to make. So, <laughs> you know, um, but I'm sharing that because that's me promoting myself and that's me keeping my hands on the pulse. Like I emailed our um our department chair for dance and theater and i was like are we still offering uh you know what you told me we was offering we still gonna try to offer hip-hop in the summer and then west african in the fall that is that still a good to go given the news that we got and he was like yeah of course you know they're in the throes of advising i was like oh, okay i'm gonna promote my own class because I don't trust nobody else to do it and I don't know if they have and just the fact that I'm getting messages back like oh this is such a good opportunity lets me know like who knows about it <laughs> you know what I'm saying so and it's not no fault of anybody else sometimes again like you know depending on how certain structures work like you know people just be doing their own thing and worry about other things so I just think for me I want this course to happen because there are things that I want to experiment with. Also, it's, it's still income that I could use coming in during the summertime, and I already got a system for this class. So it's like, this is something I'm going to put my hands on <laughs> to make sure. And, you know, out, outside of me promoting the class, I can't really make sure the class makes but that's at least me doing my part of keeping my hands on the pulse rather than saying, oh, like my department chair got it. I'm pretty sure they told the advisors or, you know, the two full time faculty we got is promoting it. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not putting that in nobody else's hands. Like this is the class that I teach. Hey, this is what's 
what's happening in the fall. This is what's happening in the summer. So that's all I have for y'all today. Um, just something to think about. If there's something that you're working on, something that you're passionate about with, anything you have to collaborate on, or if you're trusting somebody to do something else for you, don't be afraid and don't feel like you're, you know, being a nag or you're being anything other than thorough when it comes to checking in on your stuff. Because like I said, nobody's going to handle your business like you're going to handle it. Nobody's going to care about your business like you care about it. It's, it's just a reality and that don't make nobody else bad or wrong. It just means that you always got to ha have your hands on the pulse of your own life and don't leave that up to nobody else. So I love y'all so much and I'll see you on the next one.